Well, thank you so much for inviting me to join you in your worship this morning. I have to pause because there were so many great readings this morning and all of them spoke something special to me as I'm sure they spoke to you. Now I did a little cheating before and and I read Pink is for Boys earlier this week. And so I thought I would wear a blue shirt and a pink tie. So whatever color you wear is fine and it is appropriate. And on this coming out day, let us look around at our family and friends and ask ourselves, what are we doing to allow those like Christina Kuzmik said in her poem, to be accepted for who I am? Isn't that what I want? Isn't that what all of us want? Marsha P. Johnson, a black trans woman and activist who is remembered as one of the prominent participants in the Stonewall Uprising in 1969, once said, as long as my people don't have their rights across America, there's no reason to celebrate. A generation after the Stonewall Uprising on October 11th, 1987, 500,000 assembled in Washington, D.C. for the March on Washington for lesbian and gay rights. As long as my people don't have their rights, across America, there is no reason for celebration. In 1988, the first National Coming Out Day was held to honor the anniversary of that march a year before. And since that time, each October has served as a opportunity to acknowledge and focus on queer visibility. As long as my people don't have their rights across America, there's no reason for celebration. 10 years after the first National Coming Out Day, on October 7th, 1998, Matthew Shepard, a 21-year-old student at the University of Wyoming was pistol-whipped, tortured, and tied to a fence in a field outside of Laramie, Wyoming, and left to die. On October 12, 1988, he died from his wounds 
in a hospital in Fort Collins, Colorado. As long as my people don't have their rights across America, there's no reason for celebration. Last year, 2020, more than 350 transgender people were killed in the United States. Most of them were black trans women. As long as my people don't have their rights across America, there's no reason for celebration. And yet, despite the setbacks, many of us believe in the inevitable transformation of our society to the, to the day when all people are welcomed and affirmed to live their authentic lives. It will not be easy. Freedom never is. But it will happen. And that is why I believe we need to acknowledge, embrace, and affirm coming out day. It is only by queer visibility in every segment of our society will we be able to affirm the dignity and preciousness of all of our siblings. Coming out is a profoundly personal experience with social implication for an individual their immediate community, which may include family, friends, acquaintances, schoolmates, associates at work. It is transformative for an individual as well as for their community. When an individual comes out, their community comes out. Many fundamentalists and evangelical Christians point to a moment in their lives when they became existentially aware of their status before God and the need to be born again. Many of their religious services are filled with personal testimonies where people share how they became aware that they were not living the life they should live and made a commitment to be true to the higher calling that they received from their God. A favorite hymn that is sung in these religious services is Amazing Grace. That hymn is by a man who was a human trafficker or slave trader who became aware of his failure and his damnable life. He forsook his occupation and became an abolitionist. John Newton wrote this line in his hymn, I once 
was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. In an analogous way, many queer folks can point to a time in their life when they felt they could no longer live an inauthentic life and began to live authentically, true to their own being, true to their community, true to the world. I'm Coming Out, written by Bernard Edwards and Nile Rogers, is an anthem that has been adopted by queer folks as a celebratory declaration of our identities. It serves as a testimony for those who become free from lying to themselves and to their world. It has a similar existential significance in queer places that amazing grace has in conservative Christian circles. The gay icon, Miss Diana Ross sings, I'm coming out, I want the world to know, got to let it show, I'm coming out. I want the world to know, got to let it show. There's a new me coming out and I just have to live. It is an interesting note that this song was in fact inspired by and written for the queer community. Earlier this year in an interview, Nile Rogers said, so the way that the song I'm Coming Out came to be when we went to work for Diana Ross, we wanted to write about things that were in her universe. So we went to her apartment and interviewed her for a couple of days. One particular night, I, I went to the club, the Gilded Grape, and I happened to notice that there were at least six or seven Diana Ross impersonators. So I went outside to call Bernard and say, you know, Diana Ross is revered by the gay community. If we wrote a song called, I'm Coming Out for Diana Ross, it would have the same power as James Brown. Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And the next day we met in the studio. And then from that, we built the song. I'm coming out. Our identities are the primary and most important part of who we are. I remember as a young boy, maybe six or, or seven, asking myself, who am I? Well, as the oldest child and only boy in my family, I had a lot of time to be alone and wonder about existential things. 
I remember looking at my feet and said, well, I am not my feet. I looked at my arms and my hands and concluded, I am not my arms and hands. I decided that I am my eyes and that it was through my vision I encountered the world and the world encountered me. Years later, I would study philosophy and became entranced by thinkers such as Descartes, cogito ergo sum, I think, therefore I am. And existentialist writers and thinkers such as Jean-Paul Sartre, when I read his novel, Nausea, I was morose and pensive for weeks. But who we are and how do we maintain good faith are not only questions for 19-year-old would-be philosophers to ponder, but are fundamental to forming communities of justice and wholeness. On my Facebook page, I say I am an Afrocentric, evangelical, Catholic, queer, pacifist, socialist pastor. A lot of words. And if there were more space, I might add additional identifiers. I'm a New York Mets baseball fan. I'm an uncle a lover of hip-hop culture and the music of John Coltrane. It is, it is important for others to know all of me. And I, if I have to hide or pretend, I and the world are bereft of an important part of being. We all have multiple identities and we must learn to live into all of our truths. I, like many Christians, cannot point to a moment when I became a believer. There have been times in my life I can point to when my religious identity became front and center and I think directed me. I, like many Black people, cannot point to a moment when I became aware that I was Black. It was the lens through which I encountered the world. It was that time when, as a child, we visited relatives in the rural South, and my grandmother wanted to test the Civil Rights Act and packed us into a car and took us to a drugstore and had us sit at the counter. Was that, was, was that a moment I became, I became aware that I was black? There was that time in Portland, okay, numerous times in Portland, when I was racially profiled. 
Was that a time? Were those times when I became aware that I am black? But I was and I'm always black and my racial identity has been prominent for me and my encounter with the world in many ways throughout my life. I, like many queer folk, cannot point to a time when I first became aware that I was queer. Was it that time in summer camp when I felt an attraction to another camper? Was it that time I participated in my first act up protest? Was it the first time I went to a gay nightclub? My coming out story might not make an interesting movie because indeed I come out every day in diverse ways to different people. Queer folks come out in many ways, in many different ways to different people. I do not know when I can point to a time of coming out, but I think it is important for us to create spaces where people feel comfortable to be who they are, not ashamed. Now, I want to acknowledge and emphasize that many of us experience oppression because of our identities. And often we experience oppression by those in one of our concentric circles of identities. In 1984, James Baldwin said in an interview, I think white gay people feel cheated because they were born in principle in a society in which they were supposed to be safe. The anomaly of their sexuality puts them in danger unexpectedly. Baldwin went on to say, their reaction seems to me in direct proportion to their sense of feeling cheated of the advantages which accrue to white people in a white society. There's an element, it has always seemed to me of bewilderment and complaint. Now that may sound very harsh, but the gay world as such is no more prepared to accept black people than anywhere else in society. Audre Lorde, the black feminist 
lesbian writer wrote in her 1982 autobiography, Zami. When I, a black woman, saw no reflection in any of the faces in the lesbian clubs of New York week after week, I knew pretty well that being an outside, outsider in the bagatelle bar has everything to do with being black. Calling herself a sister outsider in the gay world, Audrey Lord reflected on the racist gay culture of the 1970s and 80s in New York. She wrote, non-conventional people can be dangerous, even in the gay community. Coming out, affirming my identity in places and with people who are uncomfortable by those who are not ashamed of who they are. Coming out, not being intimidated or constrained by society's standards and expectation requires audacity, inner fortitude, and a supportive community to be there for you. Now you know that the Unitarian Universalist Association has supported full equality for gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer folks since 1970. My faith community, the United Church of Christ, a mainline Protestant denomination, has been one of the most accepting religious group for LGBTQ people, although not every church in the denomination is supportive. And the history of our two churches, the UUA and the UCC, can be identified as separate siblings who recognize and celebrate our common heritage and work together in many social justice issues, such as queer rights. And yet, we cannot rest on what we have done and assume that our open doors mean that queer folks, especially queer folks who do not easily fit into our culture and habits, and yes, churches and religious body for centuries have persecuted queer folks. And our sanctuaries are places that many queer folks dare not enter. So where we are, when we are in queer places, or when queers are in our place spaces, we must follow the dictum of the first century religious leader who wrote, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I think to be a fully welcoming community. We must learn to center the voices and experience of those who have been excluded, despite our good intentions from our community. 
despite the challenges we face and the sex setbacks that attempt to deter us. If we are guided by the UUA first principle, the inherent worth and dignity of every person, we will be able to practice what my church called an extravagant welcome. Now this work is not easy and it will require a lot of thankless struggle. And I believe we are called to do the, that work today. Bayard Rustin, that gay black human rights organizer in the 20th century said, we, are, we need in every community a group of angelic troublemakers. We are called to be angelic troublemakers. And despite the work, let us hold on to and be inspired by the work, words of the great John Lewis, who said, do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful, be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month or a year, it is a struggle of a lifetime. Never ever be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. On this coming out Sunday, let us commit ourselves to open wide our doors and welcome those who are coming out of shame, rejection, and doubt into a place where they will find love, acceptance, and hope. Let it be.